0: This is the It Ain't It Sis podcast, a podcast where we focus on life's pivots and redirections, relationships, and becoming a boss babe. I'm your host, Sarah Whitney, and this is a space where honesty, humor, and a whole lot of sass collide. No one has it figured out. So it's completely fine if sometimes it ain't it, sis. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the It Ain't It Says podcast. I'm Sarah Whitney, your host, and how are we doing? I'm so excited for this week's episode. I sat down with Grace Stone. She is the owner, founder, creator of Peach Bum Fitness, which is a female-focused feminine workout. Also, if you have not heard of Peach Bum Fitness, now you know about it, and honestly, you will become obsessed just like I have. Grace Stone like I mentioned, is the founder and creator of it. and I sit down with her and talk all about her idea behind the business and how it is to create a brick and mortar business during COVID because to me, that sounds like a pretty freaking stressful experience, but somehow this girl has pulled it off and it is now live. You can take classes at the studio. It is located in Austin, Texas, but even if you aren't in Austin, Texas, I highly recommend you follow them on social media. I have all of the links down in the show notes below, but honestly, I just think the concept is so cool and I'm so excited for you guys to learn a little bit about what Grace says when it comes to running a business during a pandemic and just her take on transforming the fitness industry as we know it. But before we get into the episode, I of course have to do my weekly segment of what was it and what was not it for me. So, starting off with what was not it for me this week. It was probably the fact that so I started working for my dad as his social media coordinator, social media manager. I don't really know what my title is, but something along the lines of that. And then also trying to balance all of my 50 million side hustles that I do. That is stressful. I'm still, as if you have been following me for a while, you know that I moved back to Arizona and I think it's almost month three of loving back here. And to be honest, I still haven't found a routine and I'm kind of struggling on that. But hopefully over these next two weeks, I can manage to get in the swing of things because your girl really needs one because I feel like I'm low-key floundering, which is never a fun feeling. So that's kind of what was not it for me this week and I just really need to get back on that whole routine grind because I'm such a routine girl and I haven't really had one for the longest time and it's definitely time to start making one. But that being said, what was it for me this week was number one, I actually saw a friend from high school and we got food and wine and we had like a three-hour talk and it was so fun. So that was really great to see and yeah, and then what else? And then I saw my friends last week, like I said, in San Diego, and I'm going back there again this week to celebrate one of my best friend's birthday. So it's really nice. These like little weekend getaways, they are COVID safe, very friendly. But you know, I'm just seeing all my best friends, so it's super exciting. And it's the little things. Life is precious, and whenever you get a chance to celebrate someone's life, you just kind of have you have to do it because life's too short. So I would say. That that is what's happening in my life at the moment. But before we do hop into the episode today, I did want to mention one last thing, and that is my pre-sale for my book, Pretty Young, is launching April 1st. That is a Thursday, and it is at noon Pacific Standard Time. So if you have been following me for a while, you know that I am writing a book, and it would mean the world to me if you could help support it. And I will literally write you a thank you card. I will send you flowers. I will send you chocolates. I don't know. I'll, I'll do something special for you though. And other than that, that's really all I have to say about that. You can find all of the links. I'll include like a link down in the show notes below if you want to check that out and support me. But I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode today. Grace is just an overall bad ass woman. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen, especially if you are interested in the fitness world and interested in you know making your own business. This is the episode for you take it in learn from her she's got some good stuff so let's get into the episode well hello grace i'm so excited to have you on the podcast today hi i'm
1: so excited to be here it's gonna be so much fun
0: I know, it'll be so much fun. Well, you are honestly such a sick person, like in the coolest (laughs) way possible. I mean, you are the founder, owner, creator, the whole mind behind Peach Bum Fitness. And we originally were connected by one of my friends, Tara. So shout out to Tara. Thank you for connecting us. But you are starting some pretty cool things out in Austin, Texas. So I'd love it if you could tell everybody, you know, who you are, what you're all about, and all that fun stuff.
1: Sure. Okay. So my name is Grace and I am starting my own boutique fitness studio in Austin, Texas. It's called Peach Bum. And I guess you could say it's unique in the fact that we are trying to cater directly to millennial and Gen Z women, which I think most fitness studios have not. At least in my experience, whenever I would go to work out, I would find that studios would be like very hyper masculinized or kind of like gender neutral. There's nothing wrong with that. But I was always kind of wondering like, why isn't there a gym that's making things super feminine, like especially making it a point to cater to women, making it a safe space for women. So I just kind of took all of that into consideration whenever creating this concept and started a TikTok account like last fall and kind of got the validation that it was a good idea from lots of people. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm at where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I would totally agree with you in terms of just gyms being very hyper masculine. I think I saw on one of your TikToks actually, that you said that you didn't really want to get really like, as they say, I guess in the workout world, like, quote, unquote, swole.
1: Yeah, I got a lot of like blowback from saying that, like, People were saying in the comments, like, I'm a female bodybuilder, like, you're attacking me. It's like, no, I'm not. I swear. Like, I am just trying to tell in 60 seconds, like, my personal story, my preference for working out, like, if women or whomever guys want to go and do whatever they want safely, I don't care. Like, I want people to find something in the fitness and health world that makes them and their body happy. So mm-hmm. if that is doing really intense muscle building, I mean that's kind of like what we're doing at Peach Bum. We have a class that is very weight driven called the booty blast class, which is for like intermediate to advanced students and it involves like using a barbell and like lifting because glute work and like building your ass basically like requires a lot of weight lifting specifically like in your legs and lower body. So To say that, like, I'm against, like, getting swole is definitely not the case. I'm just trying to create a unique space for people to work out, basically. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I
0: love that, though, because I've had so many conversations with my friends because I really love – Like weightlifting personally. And a lot of my friends don't because they're more like cardio people or like they just kind of like those like chiller yoga classes. And that's not my vibe. And I know that you mentioned like in your tick, one of your TikToks that like that wasn't necessarily your vibe either. So I love it that you're creating something that is specific. And like there's such a need in the market, and so many women will. I know will absolutely love it. And I'm curious, like, what was your fitness routine or like regime before you started creating like Peach Bum Fitness and your brand?
1: So it definitely like varied, I'd say in high school, I did play some sports and I had like a YMCA membership. That was the first time I ever took a group fitness class. I did like a YMCA cycling class and it was very like dusty and crusty. It was not cute. I was probably the youngest person there by like, 30 years. And then my senior year, <laughs> I got a membership to Pure Bar, which they still exist. They're like a bar studio chain. Yeah, I've done that with my mom
0: before. My yeah,
1: life. it's like, <laughs> exactly. That tells you a lot. I'm not trying to hate <laughs> on these places. But again, I was like 17 or 18 years old. And like most of the women there again, it might have just been this location. It yeah. was very yeah, And a lot of bar studios, even in Austin and in Dallas, where I'm originally from, a lot of the studios that are designed with women in mind, like I think of yoga, I think of bar, Pilates, I get whenever I've gone, it typically attracts an older demographic. And There's nothing wrong with that but I just don't get like the best vibes from like the music or like the interior because that's really, I don't want to generalize, but that's not really a concern with like the older generation, maybe Mm -hmm. as much as like the younger generation cares about a place being like Instagrammable and like cool and like the music always being fresh. Like every time I'd go to Pure Bar in high school, I would hear the exact same playlist, like no joke, every single time, the exact same playlist. And I was like, This is pretty lame. Like at the time I was like, is this what like a group fitness class is? Because it's pretty boring. And then in college, I was introduced to ClassPass. I went to college in London. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, for my whole bachelor's degree. So they had the coolest like boutique fitness studios. And at the time, I wasn't really thinking of like doing that myself or like starting a boutique fitness studio but it was the first time I was introduced to it and because I had class pass which was like also a pretty new concept I was able to kind of like bounce around to different studios Mm -hmm. and I was just blown away by like the whole experience of it all like they really tried to make each class like A full experience, like the lights, the music, the instructors. Like, I'd never experienced anything like that before. And I was like, wow, this is what working out looks like. I want to do this. Like, this is so fun. So I would do that, like, most of the time. And then whenever I wasn't going to like a class pass class, I was just following like YouTube videos. Like, I had a playlist that was mainly focused on like glute stuff or ab stuff and then kind of sprinkled in like full body arms and legs mm-hmm. but my main like two areas of concern were like glute building and then like ab work so that's what I would do just at home in my like tiny apartment no I don't even I don't even how to I didn't have a yoga mat even like or any weights so I just use body weight Oh, yeah. No,
0: that was literally my thing. I think until senior year is when I finally joined like a legit gym. But I was a YouTube fitness gal. Like that's literally all I did. Yeah. I used my living room as like the gym. But that's actually so cool, too, that you went to school in London. And like how did that their whole like fitness or idea of fitness like differ from the U.S.?
1: It's so hard to say because... At that time, I had only lived in Dallas. I'd never lived anywhere else. So I would say, again, I've never lived in like LA or New York, but I would say that it's comparable then and now to kind of like the fitness scene. I don't know if there's any listeners from Los Angeles or NYC, let us know. Mm-hmm. I have but, a
0: few different ones. Yeah, <laughs> there.
1: definitely like let us know what the scene is like. But I imagine, at least from my perspective, I got like a very like world class, top of the line like industry best experience from like working out in places in London it was super cool and again like I'd never seen anything like that like I remember going to this one studio in Holborn in London it was called One Rebel it was like the coolest studio they had this boxing class where like the studio was all in this like circular room the instructor was in the center and they had these like punching bags hanging from the ceiling like kind of sprinkled around in like a circular fashion and the music was so loud it felt like a club and the lights were just like going off and I was like what is this this is like crazy fun So yeah, shout out to one rebel in London, but they were super cool. They still exist, but I could name a bunch of other studios, but yeah, it was such a cool experience.
0: Yeah, no, that's so cool. And I used to go to Orange Theory also growing up or not growing up, but more so in high school or towards mm-hmm. the end of high school. And I had a few instructors that kind of did the same thing, like the whole
1: yeah. club
0: vibe. Yeah. And then I had some instructors that played like, I don't know, 80s music. And <laughs> my mom would totally love that kind of stuff, but not yeah. my vibe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: No, I totally get that. And also kind of going off of that, like, I'm curious, Peach Bum Fitness, how did you get the name? Is it from the emoji specifically? (laughs) Or how did that kind of come about?
1: Well, I guess once I had kind of like, I don't know, the spark of an idea to create a fitness studio that was kind of like booty focused, or like maybe in some way kind of like tailored to glute activation exercises, I just kind of toyed around with like different names. And I remember I was in the car. I don't know, this was probably like January 2019. Like it was a long time ago, like over two years ago, I came up with this name. I don't know, it just came to me. And I was like, I think I was thinking about like Beach Bum. And then I was like, peach bum. And I was like, the emoji and it like kind of has the innuendo of like being connected to like your butt, but in like a cute way. Mm -hmm. And it also is kind of like beachy and kind of like playful. So then I went to check on GoDaddy if the domain was available. And it was I checked on like the US patent and trademark office website if the trademark was available. And it was And I was like, Okay, I'm gonna buy this domain name. And in some way that like solidifies my commitment to this idea. So yeah, Once I saw the domain name was available and everything, I was just like, I'm going in. This is like too good. Well, that's exactly what
0: Sarah Blakely, I'm not sure if you know who she is, but like the Spanx yeah. founder. Yeah. That's what she did. She made sure that Spanx was free and she just bought it and she was like, okay, well, I guess I'm doing it now.
1: Yes. I love her story. I, remember I love her. On the, I think it's called How I Built This, that podcast mm-hmm. um, for, about like where they interview entrepreneurs or like founders of like huge companies. I remember Sarah talking about like how the X kind of made it like fun and like, I hesitate mm-hmm. to say like kinky, but like a little bit like, mm, like, yeah, kind of like, and like spank your ass kind like, of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it's a cute name. Like, I think naming your business is super important and like picking a really good name from the start and obviously making sure that it's like available and you can trademark it and everything. So yeah, yeah. that's how mine came about. Yeah, no, I
0: love that. And I'm curious. I mean, I know we're probably the same age. How old are you? I'm
1: 24. Okay. 25 this year.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm about to turn 24. So, I'm curious like how has it been making a brick and mortar during COVID? And even <laughs> as like a young entrepreneur being taken seriously by, I'm sure men and I saw yeah. one of your general contractor, which we talked about a little bit earlier, but she had this whole general contractor debacle <laughs> on TikTok. Yeah. So, I'm curious like how your experience is just being a young female in this industry.
1: Well, I guess from the get go, I knew that I wanted to kind of take on this endeavor, like independently, I didn't want to ask family for money, like I had always worked really hard, like straight out of college, I found a full time job, like a week after graduating, luckily, and then I always had like two, at least two other sources of side income, whether that was investments or a another part time job, like I still have a part time job that I work. I'm like a stylist at Stitch Fix. So I do that remotely. And I've been doing that remotely for like four years. So I've always had like, I've always been very conscious about saving. So whenever it came to the point of me wanting to quit my full time job and pursue this idea, more or less full time, I had enough savings where I could kind of make my own decisions. And I felt like the financial weight of those decisions. As far as like, dealing with Yeah, it is like all men that I have to deal with in like construction. And even like with the architect, designers, mechanical engineers and stuff, even if it's over the phone or over over email, I guess your age or your maturity isn't really like conveyed. But I mean, for most people, as long as you pay their invoices, they don't really care. And I've actually like, maybe this is just coming from someone who kind of sees people in her own age group as kind of more or less the same, like my contractor now, I believe he's a, he's told me he's a millennial. I've never asked his exact age, but I think <laughs> he's like early thirties. Even like my, some of my employees, the oldest one is 35, but I still talk to her like I would anyone else. So I feel like that kind of like you get to a certain point And like, maybe I'm not there yet. I still feel like most people see me as younger than I am. But I just I don't feel intimidated by people who I feel like are more or less in my kind of age bracket. And most of the people that I work with now on in terms of construction are probably like at oldest, like early 30s. So mm-hmm. I don't feel intimidated by that at all. And like, they know that I'm paying for everything. So they know to like, Respect me and they're very nice for. I don't, don't want to say they're very nice for being guys. They're very nice guys. They're very nice, gentlemen. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's also because it's a Texas thing. I don't know. I hear everyone's nicer <laughs> in Texas.
1: Yeah, it's true. Everyone is nice. Like, I never really got the vibe that I wasn't ever taken seriously, which is a good thing. But I don't know. There have been times when I've kind of felt weird going into like a situation. Like, does he just think I'm like a little girl? Or like, does he know that I'm like, fully paying for this you know that like I'm the boss like, I remember I walked into the job site even last week and there was a my AV system like my audio visual guy I'd never met him in person before but I walked mm-hmm. in the door and he looked at me like who is this person because I was like hi and then I was like um I'm Grace I'm the owner and then I like almost got this look of like are you sure but then I like started going over everything I was like yeah like this person your boss sent me this list of things let's go over everything so like once you kind of get into it and like get in the zone they'll respect you because you have to be respected you have to demand that respect
0: yeah no well and definitely and since you are the one like paying them too (laughs) they definitely like they probably don't want to cross any borders because they want to be like I I need to make sure like I get paid and like obviously since you're paying them yeah they kind of have to be nice to you and yeah it's true And with like the creation of Peach Bum Fitness and all of that, I know that you've been working a lot with personal trainers as well to develop some great workouts. And I'm not sure how much you can tell since, you know, I know it hasn't officially launched yet, but can we get like a little insight to some of the workouts that you've created?
1: Basically, like from the get-go, i Always wanted to work with a certified personal trainer to develop the classes because, as much as I am a fitness class junkie, as much as I love fitness, I don't have any qualifications myself. And I knew obviously that the instructors who were going to be teaching the classes all had to be certified. So I put out a job listing on Indeed to find a class developer. And I did a couple of interviews, but I found this amazing trainer. Named Sally, who worked as our class developer, and she developed three different classes for us. The first class that she developed is called like our signature workout. And we have multiple variations of it. But it essentially is kind of like a personal training, sort of body weight experience. Like it's all on a yoga mat. It's beginner friendly. It's also intermediate friendly. So you can go in and not use any weights, you can just do body weight. But we also have like dumbbells, kettlebells, and ankle weights which are highly encouraged for people to use. And essentially it's just like a Tabata interval style workout, but it's also like at a medium or like low medium intensity. Like I've done it several times with a mask on in my own house. And doing it, it didn't feel like cardiovascularly difficult. But like the next day, like I hadn't worked out in a few weeks, I was like, wow, my abs really hurt. Like that was a good workout or like my butt looks like pretty cute. That was a really good one. <laughs> so that's when I was like, okay, I might be onto something here. Like there's a way to kind of activate specific muscle groups and like do it effectively without cardiovascular stress or like running on a treadmill or like doing really, really like cardio intensive things. Again, if you like doing that, great. But I just wanted to make something that was a little bit more relaxed. So that's kind of like our signature one. And then we also developed one called the booty blast, which is what I was talking about earlier, that is more weight intensive and more geared towards intermediate to advanced clients, usually people who have experience with the signature one and are looking for a little bit more of a challenge. I've done it myself a few times and it is pretty challenging. It does involve like lifting a barbell, it involves, and it's only glute focused. That's why we called it the booty blast. Like the signature is mostly booty, but like has full body stuff mixed in. The booty blast is just booty and it is like 45 minutes of very difficult weight training. And then our final class that was developed is called Stretch and Restore is what we're calling it for the time being, but it's like a toning stretching class. It's the closest thing to like a yoga class, but it's not quite yoga Mm. at all. Like um, it's a little bit more like stretching based, but it's still a lot of fun. And yeah, most of our classes will be the the signature one. And then the rest will just sprinkle in. But yeah, that's what we have to offer.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I totally agree with you that, like you said earlier, that you don't have to like kill yourself on a treadmill yeah. in yeah. order to be like, quote unquote, healthy. Because I think, you know, growing up in like diet culture and fitness culture, a lot of people think that you have to just be like sweating bullets have to like, yeah, exactly. 5 billion calories. And I'm like, no. You don't have to be like laying in bed for the rest of the day. That's like how it's supposed to be, I don't think.
1: No, like I've seen like very strong results personally. Again, this is just my personal testimonial from someone who is not a fitness professional, not an athlete. I'm just a regular person just from doing the signature workout a few times a week with the instructors. my garage when we were training like i'm already a pretty slim person naturally but like i lost like an inch and a half off my waist and i was like taking pictures i had like the double ab line and like my booty was looking like extra Mm -hmm. spicy and i was just like this really (laughs) works like it really does i like was impressed myself because like i had maybe i didn't work out i didn't change anything else about my diet or lifestyle i was literally just doing this workout twice a week and I saw results so I was like hmm this we're on to something like Sally did a really good job of making this class like exactly as I envisioned it it was perfect
0: I love that. Well, next time I'm in Austin, I definitely (laughs) will have to check it out. And I know you've used like a lot of social media and TikTok. We've already alluded to that a few times, but you've used a lot of social media and TikTok to grow your following. And what was like your idea behind that? Did you kind of just say, hey, I'm going to go on TikTok and like have a whole, did you have like a whole strategy or plan or did you just kind of start doing it? And you're like, oh, wow, like this is getting views.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. I was averse to downloading TikTok. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, I didn't download it for a while.
1: (laughs) um, But I just had this perception that I was too old to enjoy TikTok or that TikTok was just for like teenagers. I don't know why I thought this because I had multiple of my friends say like, you got to download TikTok. It's so addictive. But I was just like, no, I won't do it. But then like during the quarantine of last year, I think in the summer I downloaded it. I like gave in, immediately was hooked. And like I saw so many small businesses, TikToks, they just would come up on my For You page. And at the time, everything with my business was kind of on pause or at like a standstill because of everything going on with COVID. And there was a little bit of uncertainty there. I was like in the middle of solidifying like a contract with a new general contractor who would later like flake out and go to prison basically. (laughs) But we can talk about that if you want to. But anyway, I downloaded the app, started liking a bunch of small businesses, TikToks. And I was like, I should do this to promote my own business. Like I think I could tell the story in a compelling way. I think I can edit a really cool video. So I just started like filming little videos, and I wouldn't publish them. I wouldn't say that was like really a strategy more so like I was just kind of saving up like an archive. So I had like, I would say initially like 12 or so videos that I made, including the kind of parts one, two, and three that went viral of just me telling the story of the business and i just put them on private and then one day i think it was in september i was just like okay i'm just going to unprivate these and see what happens so i unprivated them all at once which is probably like not very friendly to the algorithm nowadays but i just <laughs> unprivated everything these videos that had been sitting there for a few weeks and then i like just started seeing all the views come in and then like the following and like the comments just kind of exploded like exponentially from there. And like, we got a lot of views consistently on TikToks that I made like last fall and winter. And like, I have kind of slowed down with making the TikToks because I think kind of like quality over quantity now. And also I've been kind of like busy with other things, but definitely like it was kind of the impetus for like a lot of really good things happening. Like I got so many employees actually reaching out that I now like are on our payroll that reached out to me from seeing my TikToks. And same with like some of our interns, like I have five interns who are high school and college age who like had trouble getting internships with like traditional companies because of COVID and everything. They reached out to me like wanting to intern or wanting to work for me. And I was able to like kind of create like a little mini internship program for them. So they all reached out to me through TikTok. So In a certain way, like besides being able to promote my own business and kind of tell my business's story in a fun way, I've also been able to like find some really cool employees and interns through there. So yeah, it's Mm -hmm. been an amazing experience and like amazing platform.
0: I know. That's why I think social media is so cool. Like, obviously, you know, it does have its negative yeah. sides to it. But I think overall, like it does have a lot of redeeming qualities overall. So that's fabulous. Oh, sure. And I guess like wrapping up too, I'm curious, like, what's the biggest thing that you've learned throughout this process? Because obviously, this kind of sounds like a whirlwind of a process. And that can be either like business related or like even health and fitness. But I'm just curious, like, what's one thing that you've learned?
1: I guess I would say like just patience, like if you're starting a business or you're doing anything really, like just having patience with things that you can't control is really important because I used to kind of just make myself overly like anxious or nervous about stuff that I definitely couldn't control, like contractor issues delays with construction like not posting on social media enough posting on social media too much like all this stuff that is just kind of like not important or at least like not in my direct control so I just try and think of it like some days like if I don't do anything for the business and I just need to take that time to relax like I need to have that patience with myself as so much I need to give like patience to the process and the universe and everything happening that Mm -hmm. it will all be okay. So yeah, I guess I've just taught myself like the virtue of patience. But with any business, there's going to be like delays. And I think I massively like was surprised by that. But yeah, starting a brick and mortar like thing is by no means a small undertaking. So if anyone has any specific questions about that, you can reach out to me. I actually had someone like, reach out who lives in the Austin area, who's like, I'm thinking of starting a cycling studio, can I like have a call with you to discuss like how you did that? Or like how you found your property, all that. So I actually got to talk to her, which was pretty cool. I was like, wow, I can actually like share my knowledge and like what not to do with other people because I have a lot of advice to give in that regard. But yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, that's so awesome, Grace. And especially since, you know, you started this or like a large majority of it, you know, was happening in the pandemic. That's definitely a hard undertaking to do. So that's amazing. And kind of wrapping up, where can everyone find you? And when will the studio finally be open and all of those kinds of details?
1: Okay, so you can find us on Instagram at Peachbum and then on TikTok and Twitter at Peachbum Fitness. We're also online at Peachbum.com if you want to buy classes or merchandise. We do have class packages available at a pre-sale price. We haven't released the schedule yet. We will probably in a week. So, with that being said, we are anticipating opening. By March 1st. It's all subject to just our final inspection by the city of Austin. And also, we're in the middle of a snowstorm right now. So we're like <laughs> trying to also deal with that. But with that being said, we are like very, very, very close to finishing. So that's exciting and reassuring after all of this time, like just kind of waiting for things to happen. I can't wait until everything is finally open. So if you want to keep like updated as to when that happens, definitely follow us on Instagram or TikTok because that's where we update things mostly.
0: Okay, perfect. And that will all be in the show notes below as well. Okay, well, perfect. Thank you so much, Grace, for being on the podcast. I absolutely loved having you. I know. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Thanks. Okay, guys, that is the end of the episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Be sure to follow Grace and Peach Bum Fitness on all the socials. And of course, I linked that all down in the show notes below. And other than that, I love you guys so much. I love this community that I have been making. And it's crazy to think that I have been doing this for over a year now. Literally insane. But make sure you subscribe and rate the podcast. You know, Send me over the five stars. We love that. And other other than that, have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye guys.